Hi, this is Taylor McCaffrey. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Do me a favor. If you haven't already, share the podcast with a few other people who I can get the Word of God to and pray for them and strengthen their spirit with the Word of God. Thank you in advance. Also, if you would like more information about the ministry, you can go to faithandfire.de and find out everything you would like to know about us and what we do. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast on audio. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to put something into your spirit today called uh, the supernatural, uh, how to prosper supernaturally. Now, this applies to every area of life, but specifically with finances is what I want to deal with uh, in this specific video, uh, because too many Christians are struggling financially and they don't have to. Now, it's one thing to know that you don't have to. It's another thing to know how to access uh, the, the, the economy of heaven, you know, heaven has an economy and God is prosperity. He doesn't just have prosperity. He is prosperity. And, um, you know, I just want to tell you in advance, if, if, if you're not convinced that God wants you to prosper in life, then keep an open heart as you watch this, because I'm going to show you clearly in the word of God that he wants you to prosper. And so, uh, I'm going to get right into this in Matthew chapter six, and verse 33, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. The Bible says, uh, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything that you need. So notice that. The Bible says, Seek first the kingdom of God and, and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. Now, this translation says everything you need, but... Uh, some translations say he will, he will, uh, you know, give you all things. All these things will be added unto you. What things? Well, material things. It's not wrong for you to believe God for a new car, a new house, whatever things you like, uh, you know, but the problem is, does heaven's, um, mandate consume your spirit? That's what he's saying. Seek first the kingdom of God. So really, you could say, if we seek first the kingdom of God, He'll take care of everything else in our lives. So I want to build that as the foundation for this message today. Seeking first the kingdom of God. What's His kingdom? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, <clears throat> I want to uh, put that number one into your spirit today, these ten things. Number one, seek first the kingdom of God. You can write that down. Seems simple enough, right? Uh, well... Although there's depth in the Word of God, many things uh, are very simple. In fact, they're so simple that when we finally realize it, we're like, how did we not see that before? And so I want you to put that into your spirit today, that if you seek first with your finances the kingdom of God, that He will cause all things to be added. So whatever vacation you want, whatever you know, material things that you want to have, also, the Bible says He will give you the desires of your heart. And so it's not wrong to, to want to have things. It's not wrong to want to have a nice vacation or whatever the case is, whatever you're personally uh, believing God for. And if you're not already believing God for something, begin today. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And um, finances are a major part of our Christian lives. So if we seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously... He will cause all things to be added. We don't have to go seeking the things. He adds them unto us. Because if we seek the things, the problem is the love of money 
uh, will, will more than likely creep into our heart, whether we realized it or not, and cause major problems. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And so, number one, seek first the kingdom of God. How to prosper financially, uh, supernaturally. Uh, number two, change your thinking and your doing. The Bible says, as a person thinks, so are they. What does that mean? How do you think? What's your thought life? You know, what do you set your thoughts on? The Bible talks about in Philippians chapter 4 how we should fix our thoughts on things that please God. So you can't allow your thought life to just go crazy and uh, think, on, think on negative things, think on ungodly things, think on impure things, think on uh, sinful things, you name it. All those things. Think on fear, meditating on fearful things. You can't allow yourself to think on those things because they directly violate the Spirit of God on the inside. Amen. And so we have to change our thinking and doing. The Bible says in James 1 verse 22 that without faith, it's impossible. No, it says, sorry, I was quoting Hebrews eleven six. I quote so many scriptures that they get jumbled up sometimes. But James 1 22, be doers of the word and not hearers only, or we deceive ourselves. Well, being a doer of the word in the area of finances means that we're tithers and we're givers. No matter what, no matter what it looks like, no matter if it looks like we can afford it or not. Why? God doesn't need our money in heaven. That's true. But He instituted the tithe and the different types of offerings, the different kinds of giving, as the way that His children live in the economy of heaven and take their money, because you, you use money that comes from uh, the system of this world. It's just the way it is. Okay, Whether it's credit cards, debit cards, cash, whatever it is, um, you use money that was developed and made by, you know, the system of this world. But the way that you cause your money to serve the purpose of heaven and to, to, to connect your finances to the economy of heaven is to tithe and to sow into the kingdom of God. Now, the Bible says in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10, matter of fact, you can turn there and I will, I could quote it, but we'll just turn there since we're doing this together. Malachi chapter 3. <clears throat> Give me a second, I'll be there. And uh, verse number 10, here's what the Bible says. Um, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing so great you won't have room enough to, to take it all in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all the nations will call you blessed. Um... For your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. And so the Bible talks about the, he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So think about it like this. If you are not tithing, then the devourer is not rebuked because God is the one who rebukes the devourer by you obeying what the Bible says to tithe. Tithe is 10%. It's a set amount. The, the word tithe means tenth. 
And so many of you who are tithers understand exactly what I'm talking about. But if for any reason you're a Christian and you're not a tither, you, you should begin today because if you're not a tither, faithfully, 10% of however much money you make, that's what it is, 10%. Um, if you're not a tither, then the devourer is not being rebuked off of your finances and off of the, uh, you know, that area of your life. If you are a tither, then the devourer is rebuked. Now, tithing is just the beginning, the, the starting point. That's just our reasonable service. So, uh, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Because when you see this, you, you're gonna, it's, it's amazing. So powerful. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 15. Now listen, today I'm giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. <clears throat> Interesting verse of Scripture. He says he gives you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and keep His commands. Be uh, His commands, decrees, and regulations by walking in His ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are about to enter and occupy. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live a long good life in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. So listen, heaven's watching. Everything that we do, God is watching. Everything that we uh, dis, uh, decide not to do. Heaven is watching. God is watching. And so that should put uh, the fear of the Lord into your spirit that even if it looks like you don't have enough money to tithe, to give, whatever the case is, you're not giving. When people give into this ministry, they're not giving to help us pay bills. We don't have any debt. By the grace of God, we never will. <clears throat> whatever God tells us to do, we pay for it. And that's it. He provides. God provides for what He calls us to do. So when you give into this ministry, I can't speak for other ministries, but uh, you're not giving to help us pay bills. You're giving to help us go after souls and get the gospel to people and feed the hungry. Amen. And so <clears throat> whenever you do that, you heaven sees what you're doing. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, whatsoever a person sows is what they will reap. So when you sow finances into the kingdom of God, Whatever amount He speaks to you to sow, that's when, it's, that's when you have to hear from the Spirit. You don't need to hear from God about the tithe. It's a set amount, 10%. But when it comes to giving, that's where you have to be led by the Spirit. And the Bible says that when you give, give generously, give cheerfully, but give the amount He speaks to you. And then the Bible says that whatsoever a person sows is what they will reap. Obviously, that applies to all areas of life. But I'm dealing specifically with, with financial prosperity today. And so it says, He gives you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. And so heaven and earth are, are the witness of the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So whatever you're believing God for today, 
Number one, you can sow, uh, you could sow a seed into his kingdom that represents what you're believing him for. And that seed, when you sow it uh, in faith to, his ki- to the kingdom of God, by sowing it into a gospel preaching ministry, that's, that's when whatever you're believing God for accelerates into your life. God causes all grace to abound towards you. Um, go with me to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. It's, wonder how he, it's wonderful how he gives us this choice. He doesn't force us. He, gives, he tells us to choose blessings and curses, prosperity or disaster. So what do you choose today? It's up to you. God loves you. He has good plans for your life. He wants you to be blessed and prosper. He's already provided prosperity for us. It's up to us to access it. It's up to us to trust Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will make your paths straight. So many people like to quote that, but the way to live in that, like it says, in all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. So if you're not acknowledging Him in every area, and since I'm dealing with finances, if you're not acknowledging Him in the tithe and in the offering, how can He make your paths straight in that area? Hallelujah. So number two, change your thinking and your doing. Number three, Become completely convinced of your covenant right to prosper. Write it down. Become completely convinced of your covenant right to prosper. Deuteronomy chapter 28, I'll start reading in verse 1. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all His commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land He is giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in His ways, the Lord will establish you as His holy people, as He swore He would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord, and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land He swore to your ancestors to give you blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from His rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I am giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. Those all those scriptures are so powerful. These are keys. These are supernatural keys to living in the prosperity of God. How to prosper supernaturally. How to prosper financially. These are the keys. So since I just gave you number three, become completely convinced of your covenant right to prosper. Now, it's a covenant, right? Because what I just read to you in Deuteronomy 28 is part of the covenant. I understand we live in the new covenant. I understand we, we, this, is, this is old covenant. But how much better is it now? The Bible calls the new covenant 
the, the new and better covenant. That doesn't mean he did away with the tithe. That means that everything that he promised them in Deuteronomy 28, it, we still access today by that same obedience. And um, I won't take the time to read the curses for disobedience because I don't want to put you into depression, but I encourage you to read it for yourself. If you're curious, uh, you know, why you haven't been prospering, if for some reason you haven't, um, you know, and, and people would say, well, I've been tithing and giving for years and I've never seen a, a return or a blessing or any kind of increase. Well, my question would be, um, number one, are you giving with faith? What do I mean by that? I mean, are you attaching your faith to the seed that you're sowing? Are you saying, God, the Bible says, you know, X, Y, Z in the Bible. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter six, that whatsoever I sow is what I will reap. And, and so I'm going to sow this seed into the gospel. And I, I believe that with this seed, I will, you will do this, this part for me. You will cause this to come into my life. And the Lord will give you an amount to give. And that's how that works. That's how you attach faith to your seed. You attach expectation to your seed. Um, and that's when, you know, if you, if you could uh, afford to buy whatever the thing is that you want, again, God doesn't have a problem with you having something. But if, if you can buy it, but you choose to use your faith instead, then God might, God might speak to you to give a specific amount into the gospel. And when you use your faith and so cheerfully into the gospel, it lets him know that you trust him more than your own ability to buy whatever it is. Amen. And sometimes you don't have enough money to pay for a specific thing. And so, but you do have uh, something that, that God has put in your hand as a seed. He gives seed to the sower and he multiplies our resources for giving. God is the original giver. And so since we're made in his image, he made us to be givers. And so you, it's impossible to give to God and not see a return and not see a harvest. But if you give without faith, if you just, if you just say, okay, here's an amount of money. I don't really care about a harvest. I don't really care what I get in return. That is anti-scriptural. You should attach your faith to a seed. Father, I thank you that as I sow this, I believe you for this thing in my life. I believe you for this promotion at my job, this raise at my job. I believe you to start a new company. Uh, I believe you to, you know, depending on what you're called to do, maybe maybe you're listening to this and you're a, you're a preacher or a minister of some kind. You're believing God for increase in your ministry. Whenever you sow that seed, Father, this seed represents uh, the increase I'm believing you for. I thank you that as I sow this seed today, you make it happen. You bring the increase. And you understand that as you pray that, it's because God is the God of the harvest. He's in charge of the harvest. But there's things that we do that cause the harvest to be activated and begin to come into our lives. He gives seed to the sower. He doesn't give seed to the, to the uh, person who doesn't sow. So if you're not a sower, you wonder why you have no seed. That's why. He gives seed to the sower and he multiplies our resources for giving. So giving never ends, but you can't outgive God. That's a fact. God is the God of prosperity. Amen. And so number number four, uh, tithe and give is being a doer of the word. Tithing and giving is being a doer of the word. So like I said in James chapter one and verse 22, be doers of the word and not hearers only, or you deceive yourselves. So you know what? I'll just turn over there and touch on that for a second. Um, because it's important. 
James chapter 1, and uh, <clears throat> I'll start reading in verse 19. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness of God. Uh, so get rid of all filth and evil in, in your lives and humbly accept the word of God, the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. Verse 22, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to God's word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So you can understand how whenever you do what the Bible says, it's one thing to just see in the Bible, like I'm reading to you, that he offers prosperity, that it's his will for your life. You can believe that and still not live in his prosperity because just believing in it is step one. Step two is being a doer of it. It's, it's more challenging to your flesh to be a doer of the word in any area. But the flesh, if we live by the flesh, we will reap corruption from the flesh as spoken about in Romans chapter eight. But when we're doers of the word, here's the cool part. The Bible says that God's word never fails. He sent, he sent his word. Uh, he watches over his word to do what? To perform it. So it's his job to see to it that he honors his own word when you sow, when you're a giver, when you're a tither, and to do his part. It lets him know, okay, my child uh, trusts in me and is a doer of the word. So now it's a, it's on the, the ball's in my court. And understand, God never fails. Even if we mess up and miss it, or whatever the case is, God never fails. And so we have a 100% fail-proof financial system when we attach our finances through tithing and giving to the economy of heaven. I hope that makes sense. And so since, since we see, according to Deuteronomy chapter 28, that we can become completely convinced of our covenant right to prosper. It's a covenant right. So if you don't fight for it, if you don't choose it, then it, you, you can be aware of it all you want to, but you're not going to access it. The only way to access it is to actually do it. Amen. Number four, tithe and give, is being a doer. Uh, number five, stay committed and faithful. Now, Galatians chapter six, I know I'm giving you a lot of scriptures, but they're important. Galatians chapter 6, huge, huge key here. Let me find Galatians chapter 6. I think it's still somewhere in the Bible, last time I checked. Galatians chapter 6, <clears throat> excuse me, um, verse 7, don't be misled, you cannot mock God. You will always harvest what you plant. You will always harvest what you plant. Your harvest is inevitable the moment that you sow. Can you say amen? Uh, but you don't just sow once. You make it a constant thing. You're constantly giving. Whatever amount you give is between, it's up to you to hear from God on that, but, or whatever you determine in your heart to give. But you should always be giving because then you will always have harvest coming in. Amen. And so, um, Verse, go down to verse nine. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. 
at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Now, that's important because just like I said, number five, stay committed and faithful. You can have a tendency to grow weary in doing good when you sow seed and it seems like it's been a long time uh, since you sowed it and you still haven't seen the return. There's, there's certain things that we haven't seen a return on yet that we sowed six months ago or whatever the case is. But the, but the thing is, when you stay connected, when you stay anchored in God's Word, His Word never fails. So I know that as long as I'm being a doer of the Word, then my part's done. I did my part by being a doer, but now it's in God's court and He never fails. So I know my harvests are inevitable. Our harvests are inevitable because God never fails. Amen. And so our job is to not grow weary in doing good. Why? Because we will receive, in due season, we will receive a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So most of the time, we miss out on our harvest, not because God's not faithful and He doesn't love us or something like that, or whatever the case is. It's because we give up. We, we allow ourselves to grow weary in doing good. Well, how do you avoid that? Well, the Bible talks about holding up the shield of faith. The Bible talks about how the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so you have to take the combination of the armor of God and uh, staying consistent, remaining faithful, uh, reminding God of His Word, speaking, don't speak doubt and unbelief over your finances. Okay? A lot of people do that. They dig up the seed that they sowed in faith by speaking doubt and unbelief whenever things uh, get, get challenging, whenever things look like they're not working. Listen, when things look like they're not working, the Bible talks about it again in James chapter 1, how we count it all joy when we face trials of any kind. So when you sow financially, and it seems like nothing's happening, and in fact all hell's breaking loose, whatever the case is, the thing to do is to stay consistent, to stay full of joy. Why? Because that joy is your strength, and that joy helps you to keep standing in faith. That joy helps you to resist the, the temptation to grow weary in doing good. You have to resist that because that is the temptation to cancel your own harvest. Don't allow doubt and unbelief to come out of your mouth. Every time you think about, man, why is this, why is this not happening? Or why, why does this seem so difficult? You know, I sowed a seed. Why does this not seem like it's working? Instead of thinking that way, take authority over those thoughts and instead praise and thank God. Thankfulness, cheerfulness. He loves a cheerful giver. Can you say amen? And when we're thankful, it lets God know what He can trust us with, what He can bless us with. So stay committed and faithful. Number six, be excellent and diligent. Excellence is a big deal. See a man excellent in his work. He will not serve mere people. Okay? And uh, I don't have my, my, my phone next to me. Otherwise, I would look up that verse and tell you the address. I just am able to quote it. Um, but see a man excellent in his work, he will not serve mere men. That means he will serve mighty people. So be excellent at whatever God has called you to do. If you're in business, be the best at what it is God has put you in business to do. If you're in the ministry, we do our best to be excellent in this ministry. We do our best to be excellent in everything that we do. <clears throat> we do our, our best to be excellent in every area of our lives. And by the grace of God, He helps us to do that. You should be excellent and seek to be the best at whatever God has you doing. Even if it's something where you don't personally, uh, maybe you're doing something 
that is not like the big dream that God has given you or whatever. You, can, you should still be doing that with excellence because it's a test. Every step you take with God is a, is a test for the higher place. Amen. Com promotion doesn't come from the west or the east or the south. It comes from the Lord. And He's watching. Heaven takes notice of what you're doing. Heaven takes notice whether you're being excellent and diligent and faithful. Amen. Uh, so number six, be excellent and diligent. Um, let me quote Hebrews 11.6 for you regarding diligence. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Anybody who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. That's where the rewards come from, is diligently seeking God. Go, combine that with Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added unto you. Okay, seek first the kingdom of heaven. That's being diligent. Okay, and so um, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek the kingdom of heaven. Diligence, excellence, diligence, persistence, excellence. Amen. Uh, number seven, put faith with your giving. I've already touched on that a little bit, but never, never sow <clears throat> or tithe. Um, without doing it in faith. Anything we do without, out, out of faith is sin. That's what the Bible says. And so everything that you give financially, materially, especially into the gospel, do it with faith. Attach faith to your seed. You know, I thank God for our partners and, and those who give into this ministry, those who, uh, who help support what we do. They give with faith and God, God sees to it to honor His Word in their lives, just like I'm teaching you today, to He's the one who causes, all, who causes it to be given back unto them, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. They understand that their responsibility is the giving. Their responsibility is to give with faith. Their responsibility is to obey God. Amen. So, the same for you. Whatever you give, make sure faith is in your seed. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. If you don't give with faith, it's not pleasing to God. It's not an acceptable offering. Do it with faith. The amount, the amount, again, the amount is between you and God, whatever He tells you. It could be big, it could be small. That's all relative to whoever gives and whatever the currency is. But when you give what He speaks to you to give and you put faith on it, He, ha he now has, has a, uh, how do I want to say this? He he has a responsibility by His Word to now do what the Bible says and increase you. Amen. Uh, number seven, put faith on your giving. Number eight, be thankful for everything. Go back to Philippians 4. Philippians 4. These things are powerful. I'm trying to go through, through them quickly, but not so fast where it's unbearable to listen to. No, uh, Philippians 4 verse 4. Always be joyful in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let every, everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. <clears throat> Numbers, uh, verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Thankfulness lets God know that you remember who blessed you. You don't allow yourself to give praise and thanks to a, to a a boss of a new company because now you got your, your promotion that you are believing God for. No, God is the one who gives you the power to create wealth. God's the one who gives you the power to prosper. 
Can you say amen? And so, um, tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. So thankfulness is huge. Without thankfulness, God gets the idea that we don't uh, appreciate, we don't honor Him, we, we, we don't even trust in Him anymore. We think we can do it ourselves now. That's what it says to Him when we're not thankful. Amen. So put faith in your giving. Be thankful for everything. You know, one of the things that you could do regarding this same principle, this same point that I'm on, is if you're believing God to go to a higher place in your ministry, in your business, in your job, whatever it is, in your finances, be thankful for what you have currently. Because that is one of the best seeds you can sow. Father, thank you that I have the job I have right now that enables me to do what I do, that enables, you know, whatever. Uh, be thankful for, for, you know, your family. Be thankful for the, for the money you do have. Be thankful for, you know, your church. Be thankful for these things. Why? Because it lets God know that you don't take anything He's given you for granted. And it qualifies you to receive higher places, better things. Amen. It qualifies you uh, to receive promotion. Without thankfulness, you will never qualify for promotion. Um, so be thankful for everything. Number nine, stay full of joy and expectation. I, I mean, I don't know if I need to break that down or not. Stay full of joy and expectation. You stay full of joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Always be full of the joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Um, and so when we're full of joy... We're just full of the Spirit of God. He's not a sad, depressed spirit. He's not even a serious spirit. He's uh, he's so much I can't even fully explain Him. But He's a spirit of joy. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Um, stay full of joy and expectation. Expectation of what? Of good things. Of the blessing of the Lord. Stay expectant. Staying staying expectant, Having having faith that expects... The will of God for your life. Having faith that expects that God's going to do His part. Having faith that expects um, His perfect will in your life. Having faith that expects that as long as you're doing what the Bible says, God will always do His part. Having faith that expects the blessing of the Lord today and every day. Having faith that expects that God's going to take care of everything today. Hallelujah. Faith that expects. So stay full of joy and expectation. Number 10. Understand that prosperity is what you give, not just what you receive. That's a big principle because true prosperity is, is what you give. It's not, it doesn't mean that you give billions and billions. It means the heart that you give and that you, you, you expect and you believe God for increase in that area. Prosperity celebrates what it gives, not what it gets. So it's nice to receive, but even Jesus said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. He didn't say it's wrong to receive. A lot of people take that out of context. It's more blessed to give than to receive. It's true. I feel more blessed when I'm able to, to sow into a, another ministry or a church or to another believer, bless the poor, feed the hungry. By God's grace, He empowers us to do those things, personally and from the ministry. But that blesses me more than just the seeds that are sown to, to us. That blesses me more than 
all the ways that God uh, sends his blessing into our lives just simply because the Bible says, uh, gives us instructions on what to do, and all we do is obey his word. And that happens automatically. We get blessed. But the blessing for us is to be a blessing. The blessing for us is what we're able to give. And, and we believe God for greater seed to sow every single month, every single year. Because the Bible says He gives seed to the sower. So when we believe God for greater seed to sow, that uh, when we obey God to sow it and we don't consume it, it's important to recognize your seed as a seed and not a harvest. Amen. And so when, when that greater seed comes in and we do our part to sow it, wherever God tells us to sow it, we understand by His Word that we automatically have a harvest that we're in line for. We already have a harvest coming toward us because we've made up in our heart, we've committed in our heart to honor God in our giving. Amen. And that's, that's the way that it works. And so understand that prosperity is what you give, not just what you receive. If you want to see your, 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 your level of giving increase, then your level of receiving has to increase. You can believe God for greater seed to sow. And you might be in a pattern for a while, for a few months of sowing big, big seed. You believe God for a hundred bucks. He gives it to you and then he speaks to you to give it. Give it. Because that means that there's a harvest coming in off that. And he might lead you to sow that, that harvest. He might lead you to sow the next 10 harvests, whatever they are. You start at 100, you end up at 10,000, 100,000, whatever it is. And all that, it all started with the faith you used to receive the 100. And then you sowed the 100, and he increased that. And then you sowed that, and he increased that. And then he sowed that, and he increased that. Do you see how it works? And so you might be in that cycle for a while where you, it just seems like you're just giving every time you get anything. And you put something in motion when that happens. Because... He gives seed to the sower and He multiplies your resources for giving. So it's impossible to enter into that realm and not see multiplication. And, um, you know, all, all, we're obviously always giving as, as Christians. We're always sowing, especially into the gospel, uh, always tithing. But it's amazing how whenever the more that we give, the more God does His part. And so understand that prosperity is what you give, not what you get. It's not just what you receive. That doesn't mean you should shut your faith down and say, I don't really care what I get out of it. I'm just sowing because I love God and uh, the Bible says to do it. That's the wrong attitude. Sow with expectation. Amen. He loves you. That's why he wants to bless you. It's very simple. He loves you. Let me pray for everybody. And um, matter of fact, if you, would like to, if you would like to sow seed into the ministry, I'll put this up on YouTube, on, on the YouTube screen. And um, that way, if you want to give, you can. So let me pray for everybody um, regarding this area. Father, I thank you for every person watching on YouTube, listening on audio podcast. I thank you for our, our partners and those who sow into this ministry. I thank you that their seed, uh, that they obey you to sow, whatever amount that is, that you give it you give it unto them you return it back to them pressed down shaken together and running over i thank you father that their finances are blessed you have rebuked the devourer for their sakes i thank you father that that the abundance of heaven will uh invade and multiply in their lives and in their finances this year 
Anyone who believes you for a new job or to start a company or for a raise, a promotion, let this seed that they sow today be uh, sown in faith. Let it be the release of the promotion, of the business, of the raise, whatever they're believing you for. If they're believing you to have a car paid off or a new car, a new house, whatever the case is, Father, whatever they're believing you for materially and in finances, as they sow today, I thank you that you cause that thing to be accelerated in their life, to be released in their life in the name of Jesus. As they put souls first, as they put your kingdom first, I thank you that they're blessed. I call every seed blessed, every partner blessed in Jesus' name, and even every listener blessed in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you for it right now. Amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And uh, I look forward to testimonies of what God is doing in your finances as a result of His Word and listening to this teaching. Be blessed. Share, share it on uh, social media if you're watching on YouTube. Help me grow the channel. Um, wherever you're, however you're listening, even if it's on audio podcast, share it with other people. Help me get the Word of God to more people. That's what it's all about. Love you guys so much. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.